Hey guys, it's Dick from Dick and Skippy. Uh, I just want to let you know today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on February 21st at the LSCR Studios. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And we want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors, Beanpunk Coffee uh, at beanpunkcoffee.com. They're located at 330 North Main Street in Conroe, Texas. Uh, you can call them today to find out more information about them at 936 266 7632. They serve breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a variety of coffee and specialty drinks. It's a wonderful place to go to get your quick fix. Uh, also, uh, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. They do small business office cleaning one time to schedule cleaning. You can call them today to make an appointment at 832-689-7996, or you can visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And, of course, C3 Creative Content Creations. They do videos. They manage your social media. They do script writing. Uh, if it's creative and tangible, they do it, guys. You can visit them online at c3thewoodlands.com. And I also want to remind you guys that uh, next week we do have special guests coming in. On Monday, we have Rolling Smoke Barbecue Catering. On Wednesday, we have Eric Yalik, who's running for judge of, I think it's 547, I think. I, I to, maybe I should write this down. But he'll be in. Uh, he's running for judge, so if you have questions about being a judge, uh, check that out. That's going to be on Wednesday. We do have an open slot currently on Friday uh, next week, the last Friday of the month. Uh, and then also, again, I want to remind everybody that uh, early voting is going all the way through the 28th, which is Friday, uh, and then Super Tuesday. So if you need more information about how to vote, where to vote, uh, all that kind of good stuff, mctx.org slash election will have all the info you need. Outside that, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy today's program. Born to be kings, we're the princes of the Finally, jeez. Facebook, hey, send me an email next time you don't want to work. Uh, we got to work, though. We're back. We're uh, here on Lone Star Community Radio. Dig and Skippy in the mornings. I am so sorry that we're so late. We've been having severe technical issues with Facebook, and we don't want to lose those listeners because we love them so much. You are listening to Dick and Skippy. We are broadcasting live. It's 923, February 21st. Uh, don't forget, you, we podcast and record this show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you can watch us right now at facebook.com slash dickandskippy, and then, of course, on our YouTube channel later in our podcast on you know all the cool podcast stuff. Uh, during the show, feel free to reach out to us. We had a phone number for text call, 936-228-9368, and then you can email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com. Uh, our special guest today is really interesting. I'm very excited. Uh, we have the NHS Voyages for Special Needs. Uh, they're going to be in the studio around 10 o'clock. So if you have questions about travel and special needs travel, we're going to learn all about that coming up at around 10 o'clock. Uh, outside that, we have about 30 minutes. I'm here with Skippy. How are you doing, Skippy? I'm all right. Now, if you are on Facebook waiting for us to pop up on... Well, no, i got to delete that. Okay, because we're it's, going live it's, in it's one doing, minute. It's doing weird stuff where... It, I don't know. So it's been happening. So in literally one minute, we may have to repeat everything we just no, said. No, no, we're, we're live. I are, know we're live. I'm just going to... Are you sure? Because it's not popping up on our Facebook page. Oh, it says we're live. They it's, lied. It says we're... What's going on, guys? Anyhow, well, I can talk and I can bloviate in the meantime by letting you know about the weather right now. So in sunny downtown Conroe, it's 43 degrees. It's going to get up to 55 this afternoon. Uh... 
sunshiny all day, moonshiny all night. Same thing with today and tomorrow. We're going to get up to the uh, 60s. I think think that's us. Yeah, it's working. We're live. Is it working now? Yeah, we're we're live. Good. Well, it's about darn time. I think we're live. I don't know. This Facebook stuff, it never tells me what's up. Hold on. Whatever. I'm about to let you know. We're moving on. Okay, 12, 11, 10, 9, No, I deleted that. It shouldn't be there anymore. It still is. 6, 5, no, Four, don't worry about that. Stop talking about it. Let's three. Move on. We're live. Trust me. Just go to the live page of Dick and Skippy, and we're there already. We're already live. Are we live? Okay. I had to skip that because it wasn't working. I had to go around it. Well, I just want to, <coughs> excuse me, I want to make sure that our listeners are fully prepared for our, our hijinks today. It is what it is. We're excited. So it is Friday. Uh, we're hanging out the, this weekend uh, to remind folks about cool things to do. We have the Go Texan Parade this weekend. So please come to downtown Conroe before 1 p.m., get settled on the street, and then watch some cool floats. Uh, we had Brian Dawson from the committee in last Friday. We did indeed. And he t- shouted, he wanted to let you guys know that it's about an hour long. So plan, uh, plan to hang out and watch. It's supposed to be a beautiful day tomorrow, so hopefully that stays true. But don't forget, go Texan Parade. starts at 1 o'clock in downtown. Come downtown Conroe and uh, get some food and... Bring a chair, bring a foldable chair, and grab a spot on one of the streets. And also, early voting is going on until the 28th, uh, so don't forget that. You can vote anywhere uh, in the Montgomery County area at participating precincts. Just visit mctx.org slash election. Most importantly, uh, if on Super Tuesday, which is March 3rd, uh, you have to vote at a specific place. So if you want the flexibility, uh, make sure to early vote. Uh, And if you are not an early voter because you want to know everything, we're going to have one of the candidates in who's running for the 453rd, 7th, uh-huh. uh, Eric Yalek, uh, where he's going to be in the studio on Wednesday. We just announced that. And then, of course, on Monday, we're having a special interview with Will Werner of Rolling Smoke Barbecue. So if you have a barbecue question, make sure to let us know. We'll ask it that. Same thing with Eric. You know our contact info. It's in our description and all that stuff. And then I think we have an open slot for Friday. Uh, and then I know we're going to try to get Jay Stilberg, who's running for Texas Senate. Yeah, state representative. State rep. Uh-huh. Four? Uh, Seven, that I can't remember. 2,900? Yeah. Uh, so ten, he, he's looking at popping up after What the, is the enterprise number, 1071? So 1701. MCC 1701. 1701. 1701. Okay. I always get this mixed up. Yes, that's, you that's do. That's dyslexic. Form. Yeah, so uh, we love when candidates come on the yeah, air. We so get we to do, talk. Uh, I know people, we have that Friday open. And one thing that we will do, a special thing, if you know a candidate who wants to tune in and be on the show, we will record it uh, before the 3rd. So we, we do have three live shows coming up next week, but we also like to record outside of it uh, special occasions for candidates because we really do want to get all the information out for those who are running. Uh, we don't want to say no to We don't like saying no to anybody. It's an we open don't. invitation for all running candidates, and we want to have everyone have an equal amount of time on the air, especially with Lone Star Community Regs. I want to develop that reputation, you know, where we tell people, no, I'm a yes man. <laughs> are you a yes man? Yeah, I'm a yes man. Uh but that's exciting. I'm excited about having Eric in because you know that controversy that happened with him taking signs. Well, he's a controversial and polarizing figure. Yeah, the he has fans and detractors, and so this is good. We get to talk. What, and well, one thing I really appreciate about a person like that is you know they're trying. Because there's some people out there who like kind of just fall into certain uh, habits of like, oh, I've been bred to run for office, and I've been clean-cut, clean-shaven my entire life, and I've never deviated from the plan. And, like, you don't really know where they're coming from. But I always felt like every time I meet Eric, like, you know he's engaged. 
He's there. Like he's if that makes sense. That makes sense. And indeed. I know that there's an important factor, and a lot of people who are running for office need to have that angle sometimes, or you need to have that feeling you get from them, like, oh, they want to do this. This is what they're doing. They're not here just to make some money from the railroad commissioner. Well, if nothing else, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And, uh, you know, it's a lot like, you know, I think Trump pardoned Rob Blagojevich because he couldn't not. Rob Blagojevich. Where is that? Is that Polish? Uh, That I'm not sure about. But I mean, yeah, Slavian somewhere. But uh, is it Bosnia and Hardgarden? What is it? Bosnia? Bosnia and Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Man, uh-huh. these names are awesome. Right? I need to watch more <laughs> foreign soccer so I can, like, learn everything. <laughs> I just did the cough thing. <laughs> I told you. You see, I'm, uh, I'm hyper aware of it now. But that being said, uh, I, I believe Trump pardoned Blagojevich because he couldn't let a week not go by where he didn't do something polarizing to make sure he kind of controlled the news cycle on that. I mean, I guess. Well, I, I, the thing I love is... More and more with politics, especially the closing in of the Democratic primaries, it's like it's almost like the Wild West out there, and you never know what's gonna who's coming into town next, you know, the next day. Speaking of which, of Wild West, you talking about West World? Well, the kind of not not knowing who's coming in next. So the most recent Democratic debates included Michael Bloomberg for the first time. Okay. Now whether he bought himself into the debate or it doesn't matter. In fact, he was in the debate. And all reports pretty much tend to indicate that he got his hiney handed to him on a silver platter. I mean, I believe it. He just I watched it. I actually watched it. What's uh, the What's the uh, gamer thing? You got pwned. Pwned. P w n e d. I don't have a pwn. Yeah, he got he got owned uh, by Elizabeth Warren, who was the surprising winner apparently of the night. But think about it. There were many people. I'm not saying a gross number, but many people who early voted. And based on his commercials, probably voted for him. Now, that we've talked about how I love early voting, but I tend to go at the end of early voting because of the October surprise. I certainly wouldn't vote for anyone before all the debates, relevant well, debates, were over. And with. that's why I kind of oh, had that open platform here on the Lone Star Community Radio is you know, candidates, especially local elections, it's kind of hard to find a platform that has the most eyes. And especially not even that, once you find that platform, is that platform designed to be truthful in the presentation. Right. Because when you talk about debates and you talk about the social media, people do super clips of people now. And it's like, see how much they got owned. I'm like, I don't know. I would, and that's why I wanted to watch the whole debate. Uh, and that's why I watched it. And, uh, luckily for me, I, I got to the end of it and I, I'm, you know, one thing I'm surprised and I would love to get, uh, cause I, I know Jay's a fan of the show and mm-hmm. he's a running Democrat and I love talking to him because I, one thing that I've observed watching the entire debate is out of all those candidates, only person up there that reminded me of a DNC candidate was Pete Buttigieg because everyone else had a different angle on what a Democrat is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, in England they have so many different sections of, of politics? Mm-hmm. Because they get they, it's almost like the church separation. You know, like they're like, oh, we don't want to be Protestant anymore. We want to be over here because we believe a little different. And that's like when I was watching on the stage, I was like, man, I can totally see this breaking off because like they use that word democratic socialist for Bernie Sanders. I'm like, all right, he's broken off. And then War, uh, Elizabeth Warren, she was previously a Republican for X amount of years, and so she isn't like a like she didn't seem like she subscribed to DNC kind of deals or democratic like the the met the whole message, right? And then, you know, Bloomberg, he's Bloomberg. He was a Republican, and he just wanted to... 
I, I believe Bloomberg believed that fight, what's the phrase fighting fire with fire? You know, what, well, who's best qualified to take down a spoiled white billionaire, another, another spoiled, spoiled white yeah. billionaire. I, I, I guess. And Amy, in the, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Klobuchar. 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 I do apologize. I, I should learn when, how to pronounce. The thing that, that sucks for her, she doesn't have an angle where that's noticeable, where people are like, because you always have Elizabeth Warren talking about taking down the banks, you know. Sorry, we got we got commenters. No well, finally, it's how Toji Facebook's working. Yeah. And then I don't know what she, what her angle is. If she's just the normal Democrat, I don't really know because I don't really hear a message from her. If that, if I could just paying attention to the the, the surface. Well, here's my thought. Much, make, am I saying what I'm saying? Is that making sense? Mm-hmm. My sense, and this is purely my sense. I want to give a shout out to people like Jay, and it is Texas Senate District Four. So thanks, thanks for. I knew it was four. You and very I knew good it was for the state of Texas, not, very good not the the other fit 49 countries. And I want to give shout outs to Angie and Julie. Thanks. Great to great to see you online with us. Uh, join the conversation. Don't forget you can text us or call in on the line anytime you want. That's 936-228-9368. Zenbat went. You want to go give me coffee? I would love for that. As soon as we take a break. punk coffee, I mean, I'm, I'm thirsty. You're thirsty? Well, because we had our winning tacos this yeah. morning. We've got to Oof. wash them down. But to me, the people like Klobuchar, I think their voices are getting lost because I I think maybe some of the candidates are feeling they have to be quiet, much like, and go with me here, conservatives in Hollywood tend to, you know, be not, quiet. yeah, tend to be quiet for fear of losing a movie gig or TV gig or whatnot. I mean, you get your, your Tim Allens or your James Woods kind of thing, but I think there are more than just those on the faces, but it's I don't like, don't rock the boat. I don't compare Tim Allen and James Woods in the same boat. Why not? Because James Woods is like very... Twitter outspoken. It's, I don't no, think, I'm talking about their political uh, beliefs. Well, I always thought, I mean, because James Wood is just anti, like anti. Uh, well, vocal. Uh, someone who surprised me was Adam Baldwin. Oh, the brother of? I, I don't know if he's one of the Baldwins, but he played Jane in. Oh, no, he's not. No, yeah. yeah. You're talking about Firefly, Adam yeah, Baldwin. Jane uh, and Firefly. Yeah, yeah. Always, he. From what I remember, he was just an uh, early NRA kind of guy. Where yeah, he but he, he, he tends to blow up Twitterverse and... a lot. But much like them, right now, if you're viewed as a moderate Democrat, maybe you, you get shouted Twitter, down Twitter in, favor of, in favor of the, the more outspoken, I don't want to say fringe, but left-leaning like the Bernie Sanders okay. of the world. So when you can't... You don't want to say, well, I don't believe in what Bernie Sanders is saying, but you know that it's going to get you drummed out of the race. You kind of just quiet your voice a little bit and and hope you can get through. It's a matter of survival of the fittest. I actually don't disagree with that. It's like on the, what's that game, Survivor? You know, those who are outspoken tend to put themselves up for targets, but it's the little, the quiet ones you got to watch out for. They get through week after week until they suddenly do become a threat. Yeah. And so, I feel it's the same thing. And so, so I'm not judging. So uh, we'll end the political talk here in a bit. I, I do have a, a question about Super Tuesday. Okay. Is that the end of the primary, or is there other states that are still doing stuff? Because isn't like they call it Super Tuesday because so many states are doing it, right? I, I It's not all states. It's a vast majority of them, Texas included. Well, where it's, when's the official end of primaries? That I'm not sure. We'd have to look that up. So. Uh, I there could be the last ones, of, but I'm if there's some afterwards, but here's the thing: by Super Tuesday, even if there are any primaries after that, I don't think it would change. Be, be, yeah, change, change much of, of anything. Okay. Well, I mean, I, that, that's it's pretty interesting. Again, watching the debate, I was very interested in it because of how polarizing everybody is who's on the stage, 
And that's one thing. Like, I'm glad Jade's listening. Uh, oh, don't forget, there's also possible, probable runoffs in several situations. I believe it. So primary season not technically over necessarily. Yeah. Come and, Super Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's really interesting because I know a lot of people my age have are widely different in their opinions, and so it's fun to see what everyone's talking about, understanding. Because I, I had that discussion with some people about AOC, who's very controversial on social media, and I'm like, you know, our country's made up of a lot of different people, so it's not like like you just listen to her, see what she has to say, because that's what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. as you know, as neighbors and stuff. But I don't know, it's it's really funny to me that that's where my generation's going with their politics is if you stand under that flag, this is where we put you as a camp. But I think it goes beyond. So I, I even I use the word polarizing. No, a lot. Like my, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not about people. Well, I don't age. disagree. In fact, I'll, I'll take it a step farther. Yeah, they won't even talk. I te- well, because not only is it a polarizing, you know, Republicans versus Democrats, but I think even more. I think with the current generations, it's becoming more sectionalized. And to wit, let's look at the Republicans. Four years ago, and the Democrats right now, in the debate thing, you had 17 Republicans running, not all on the same platform. It's like having 17 churches on stage at the same time. No, trying to say why like it's, my it's Catholicism like is better took, than my It's like they took a leave of absence. Well, it's sectionalized. If you're, like, not, if you're not a pure Episcopalian... Well, if you don't support then, Trump, and then you're like... Yeah, it's like, here's the thing. Episcopalians are American Anglicans, which is diet Catholicism. Henry VIII needed a divorce, so he broke with the Catholic Church, formed the Church of England, and that's why we have the separation church to say here. We didn't want a church of America. Uh, It probably took a Tuesday. He's the king. Well, I mean, like he the, broke with the church, and yeah, like, you but know like what? How, how fast does news travel like that? And then well, they didn't have changes. you know they didn't have Twitter. <laughs> OMG, just form new church, <laughs> new church. Who dis? No one go tomorrow. We're not doing seven a.m. anymore. Yeah, We're no doing more nine. But think about it. Have 17 churches or however many are on the, the Democratic debate stage this time around up there and saying, if you're not fully Pentecostal, then you're the enemy. You know, forget if you're a fellow Protestant or Catholic or whatever. You know, put the Catholics up against the Anglicans, against the Episcopalians, against the Methodists. You know, nothing's going to get done. And that's, but that's how sectionalized politics has become, that if you're outside of my little church of whatever, then you're yeah. to be run out of town especially on a rail. That's and, especially local politics here. It's kind of fun because I started uh, I, I started a new thing probably last year where I was accepting Facebook and Twitter invites from people that I normally just don't accept anybody because I'm like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I started accepting more people, and it's now I'm seeing what they're doing on what they're, especially with the local politics going on here. And this corner of here is a hot corner, by the way. Really? Where oh, the, where, where the, the early voting's where going the early on. voting's happening? There's a lot of people who hang out there, and every time I drive by, and I'm like, man, I wish I had time just to hang outside and hold a sign. But uh, but it's a hot corner, people. But you do, Dick. I do? Yeah, just but do a replay. <laughs> and just go down show, there. Yeah. What'd you do today? Two hours, man. Tell us sign up. Yell at people. <laughs> Spinning and do one of those sign spinner things. Yeah. But anyhow, I think that's where we are, which is kind of sad because, you know, well, we have like, you know, listener Jay. He and I, you know, we're on opposite parties, but we have, you know, just because of that, it's like, well, I don't track with that. It's not the end all and be all. That's because he's nice. You're, well, he, you're kind of, I, we, we just put up with you. Is that what that yeah, is? That's what it is. I can live with that. Always take the city. Jay has other qualities that are beneficial to the, the group. You're, you just you just sit there and shout out things and 
I'm like Shump. You're like the Bernie I'm Sanders. I'm Marlon Perkins. He's sitting there just yelling. He's like, I, man, he it's so it, it's unfortunate that that's what he looks like because there's so many funny things you could do with videos of him yelling at stuff and. He's like the most typical what you think of old like an oh, old God. man yelling at the sky. Kind well, he looks like Ed Asner from Up. I mean, know? yeah, it's just like it's just not a good look, but it, it, you get to laugh about it a little bit. Especially, I mean, Trump has a look too that's pretty. Well, funny. yeah, you, you you laugh, and it's funny that we we have mocked presidents' appearances and caricatured them since the dawn of time. I don't care. I find it personally amusing that. Th- those who don't like Trump tend to I, choose I, his I skin always, color. I always believed Obama was a robot. Okay. He, was, he was too. He was too perfect for everything. Too slick. Because you got Bush, who always had that really great accent, and then like sometimes he really went heavy with it, and sometimes he tried to like hide it. And I'm like, Man, this guy's just—he can't be himself. That's got to be a horrible life. Uh, you know, you, you know. Uh, can you imagine being Laura Bush and just being married to that guy? Like, you well, kn- you, no, that I can confidently say you know, that thought you know, has never crossed you know, my he's, mind. You know, he's a joker. Like, I can just see him. Like cracking beers and being silly. Okay, what was that Harold and Kumar movie where you got Bush in there? Was, one of the Harold and Kumar movies. They actually. Oh, the second one where they escape Guantanamo Bay. Is that what, they, they end yeah. up in in his living room or something, and, and they're like, "Hey, you're kind of cool." Yeah, and he's there. Uh, yeah, dope that, that's what like Bush that. is behind the behind the curtain. Because you know she probably whips him so bad, like into shape about being an actual presidential. I can see that because they've been married for a long time. That's what Holly, Holly just, I swear, I, when Holly treat, mistreats me, I'm like, are you trying to make me a president? I don't want to be a president. Let me be me. Oh, my God, I would so vote for you. <laughs> the bowling she's party. Always, she's, always, she's always on me. But, uh, but yeah, let's move on from politics. That's just, I thought it was pretty interesting. Don't forget, early voting going on all the way to the 28th. Uh, you I might want to wait till the final I, debates are over before you cast your vote. If you're uh, not registered yet, you still have time to register for the main one, the big dog, in November. Yeah, I, you, I, yeah, yeah, you can register for the general, but you can't register in the uh, for the primary anymore. So get on that. There you go. But yeah, uh, do vote. Um, vote educated. Be educated when you vote. And don't forget, after the primaries uh, and probable runoffs, then we got to gear up for the uh, general. Yeah. And I think there's going to be record turnouts this year. I really do. Okay. I won't. I can't say on which side. I really feel that a lot of people are going to come vote, either to vote for someone or, again, to vote. You know, make sure to vote for anyone but that person. Well, that constable two race has like five people in it, so you know their families are voting. Yeah. Well, we hope that yeah. it's like those mud people. <laughs> I can't even get my own wife to. It's a five way tie with two votes each. So, so it's me and my wife. You know, Narcos, the TV show on Netflix, they released the second season of the Mexican version, or Mexico. And uh, I started watching. Have you ever seen the Narco show? I've heard of it, but I haven't it's seen fun. it. It's fun. Like it, it, and, uh, this one's more about, I forget his last name. It's Ke- uh, the DE agent that was tortured in, like, in the 80s, like Kiki something. But, oh, uh, Kiki Caminera. Yeah, 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 yeah I don't remember that. The, the first season is about I saw him. the original TV movie about that. And real quick, I just want to go back. I, I, Brett's absolutely right. In a primary, there are no runoffs because it's plurality. Only in the generals are runoffs. So thank you for that. You. That was a... But, Gaff uh, on my part. The first so, season about, about Kiki. Mm-hmm. So you follow the, you follow those steps, and then uh, the second one's about after Kiki, where the DEA went in and did like an operation to find out who killed him. Right. And I, I gotta ask, why? Like in the United States, what's funny is the the kind of constant thing in the show was, oh, there's so much red tape, we can't like treat them the way they treat us, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I would love to get is get a lawyer in here because they always had a lawyer there. 
mm-hmm. talking about what's legal and what's illegal. And I'm like, at one point, everyone knows you're doing something wrong. Like, like you're in there and you're 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 kidnapping people who you think can lead you to more info about who killed this guy. Like, how can you put that in a court? Like, I don't. And that's what they did. They, it amazed me. I was like, oh, I wonder what like really goes through a lawyer's head when they look at this information. It's like, how do I turn this around? Make it look like we're the good guys. One signature, one executive order. I remember uh, I used to watch The West Wing. Yeah. Love that show. And there's a bit where they're deciding to assassinate a foreign leader because he's a terrorist. They have, like, proof positive. Yeah. And so they're talking in, like, the Gang of Eight, which is, you know, the Joint Chiefs, yeah. the, you know, everyone who's supposed to be in on it. They're like, oh, what about Posse Comitatus, which is uh, – in the universe, something Reagan signed that says you can't assassinate a foreign leader. And the president's like, well, I'm just going to rescind that presidential order with another presidential uh, order for an hour and then go back to it. So man. with the presidential order, you can pretty you much. Keep up with today's footnotes, man. Right. That's a fine print. So. Because, well, like, what they did, you, you can tell they really wanted to get the guy. Like, they basically, like, there's a bunch of tangents with the storyline, but one character just wants to get the guy. He wants to get whoever ordered the main deal, mm-hmm. basically. And it was just amazing to me where you see all the loops and you see all, and they have, like, the Congress side, D.C. side, because apparently this is during NAFTA, I okay. think it was. I think it's Nazi it called NAFTA. Yeah. Yeah, in, like, 88 or something like that, and that was part of the whole storyline was, you know, things were changing in Mexico, and they had earthquakes and all this kind of stuff. It was really crazy. But it got me thinking. I was like, I can't believe a lawyer sits down and tries to figure this out and how to justify this behavior because it is what it is like you went in there you capture some dudes you tortured them and you found out your information and in the end you got what your mission was well that keeps the entire military organization from becoming black ops you know there are when you go black ops that usually means there's we don't have a legal standing for this if we're caught you know there's no there's no legal recourse for us so i think it is essential to separate whenever whenever possible go the legal route but being someone who grew up in the world that i did i know that there are just some situations that are felt you can't you know you must do the wet work yeah i mean i I mean it's kind of like it's going to happen in one way or another especially when you're dealing with the border you're like it's something's gonna i mean it's 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 really it's it's kind of fun to in in a negative way folks to think about how really the drug thing operates down there, because it kind of shows you what they thought. Because when I was reading the backstory of the narcos, their their supervisors were the actual DEA agents who were there and like friends with Kiki, and you know they they there's some really neat uh, reporting on them talking about them making helping them make and how much it hurt for to do certain scenes because like that was the last time I talked to Kiki kind of thing, you know that that was like it, personally it hurt them because they're all good friends with them. And they're, they're, you know, they're making a show and they're supervising and stuff like that. But it's really interesting to see how it all kind of like, this is a real deal. This is what people did. And there's millions of people, not millions, probably hundreds of thousands of people involved trying to get drugs through Mexico. And how, like how it actually, because somebody, somebody sitting there, and this is probably inappropriate to talk about before our guest comes in. But someone's sitting there going, how do I get drugs here? And they figured it out. And then, of course, they got them in the end, which is a good thing. But. Yeah. But it's an interesting show. I encourage you to watch it if you like. Uh, Sounds good. Well, it has a lot of subtitles. It I has can segue. It has those one-inch things. No, I, I love and, a good uh, subtitle. I had to learn that quick in Japan to keep up with the TV shows. But it actually, did make me want to have a beer on the beach. 
No, what? What? Watching the show because there's a bunch of people on the beach sometimes drinking beers. So now, funny you should mention on the beach and how I'm going to segue into our our guest coming up is that uh, I started binging a new show. Well, n- new show for my wife. Love boat. Nope, not the love boat. No. Very close though. That uh, I'm actually going to raise with our guest coming up. Uh, uh, there's an episode in this TV series that I'm rewatching that my wife's watching for the first time. Uh, there was a, a twisted. Uh, a twist in an episode. I don't want to give anything away. I want to get people to uh, tune back. But I, I, hey, I want to give a uh, a shout out. Re- remember uh, our our dear friend um, Katie Krause. Yeah, Bears, the et Bears et Her she was out saving some animals, and some poopy head stole her purse and it had a lot of money in it. It actually made the news last night. So if if you're listening, we love you and let us know when they catch the. You should Tool, put, uh, you're telling people to get old iPhones and put it in there so you can do find my iPhone. Find my phone, right? Find my purse, man. Find my purse. Yeah, yeah. Those are... It's a bummer because she really does a lot for the community. And, and, you know, if there's an animal... We got the special people in the community like her and Priyanka Jory that if it's if it's non-human, it's worthy of love. Yeah. Uh, unconditional love. Sometimes we... Humans to, can, you know, send themselves. Sometimes, though, we have to question their loyalty to... Who would they choose... Oh, I have no doubt that Miss Krause would choose the bear over me any day of the week. Well, yeah, you're, you're, I, I, I know where you, I stand. I already told you your use. But, uh, yeah, we have a special guest coming in. We're going to talk about NHS voyages and talk about uh, traveling, and especially if you're traveling with special needs, things like that. So I'm very interested in that. So we're going to yeah. take our top-of-the-hour break, guys. We'll be right back, so hang tight, and we're going to uh, hear a word from our sponsors. Shout-out yeah. to Buns, who's listening in, too. Okay. Uh, we will be right back, so stay tuned. Welcome back. They can skip in the mornings on an extended it's break. One of those Fridays. We, we actually had some antics in Studio B happening uh, during the break. Yeah, but, that's uh, what happens. Yeah, thanks for, uh, we know someone, at least one person was listening in because they let us know there's dead air. So thanks, Brett, for pointing it out to us. And we, we started the commercials all over again. But not only are we back on the air, but we're back yeah, on the Sean, air with a special guest. Sean has no idea how this area works I have, behind the desk. I'm more of an idea man. So clearly, I told you, you have like zero uses besides just yelling at the sky. And yelling at kids to get off my lawn. Yeah, same thing. Right. No, no, it's, it's different. Okay. Slightly. Variation of a theme. <laughs> okay, I like it. Well, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the morning. It's Lone Star Community Radio. It's 10.02. It is February 21st. And uh, before we get to our guests, I do want to remind you again, early voting is going on through the 28th, mctx.org slash election for more information on where to vote, what times, and how you can do it in a sample ballot. So there you go. I did my good civic duty today. To let people know that. There you go. All right. So when, are you, when are you going to vote? Uh, I'm gonna wait till uh, Friday next Friday. Next Friday, you're gonna push it to the yeah to the edge. Yeah, that's what you I do. Rebel, you. Yeah, give it time. I'm waiting for some more people to slip up. You know, some I'm drama. telling you, uh, vote early, but wait for all the uh, debates to be over. Well, what debate is coming up that locally? Locally, I'm not sure. There could be candidate forum. That's what I, I'm talking about. I don't but, care about the big no, stuff. These are that's all, that matter to me. These primaries are going like up to national level too, Dick. You no, know, I don't it's, care about it's that not stuff. just the school bond care. referendum. This is, you know, who, that who, who you want me. to be the president. I'm, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't. No. Okay. Don't take your phone in. 
All right, so who's in the studio with us? Okay, so we have Heidi Smith in the studio. Heidi's with NHS Voyages. Uh, It's a big travel company, NHS Voyages LLC. You can look at their page, but you want to look at Heidi's particular page because Heidi specializes in uh, voyages or or travel for special needs. Yes, that's great. That's great. Welcome to the studio, Heidi. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's great to be on the show. Good to have you here. So talk to us. So NHS, National Honor Society, is that that what that stands for? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. No, it's National Hospitality Services. We are very hospitable travel agents. So you don't have to call a 1-800 number and get somebody that just kind of runs you through the runaround. Gotcha. Now, so the parent company handles like all different kinds of travels, but your your special niche here is is for special needs. Yes, that's correct. How did that come about? Did you just wake up one Tuesday morning and say, this is what I want to do? Or No, actually, my oldest son is special needs. He's uh-huh. in a wheelchair. He has cerebral palsy. Okay. Um, my husband and I love to travel. I was actually in the Navy, so. Oh, thanks for your service. Well, I'm a Navy problem. brat, so. <laughs> So you know a little bit about right, it. Uh-huh. Where, where, where'd, you, where'd you serve? I was actually stationed in San Diego, California. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was on a big LHA, Tarawa, so we transported, like, the Marines to different places. So My father was in Cobb Sub uh, Pack Fleet in California before, in San Diego, before we moved off to Japan. So anyhow, continue on. Oh, okay. Well, uh, anyway, so my love of travel, of course, is huge. Right. Um, when you have a special needs child, it can make things a little harder. Mm-hmm. Traveling with children is already hard. But now you have somebody in a wheelchair, so you're trying to figure out, you know, what you can do. And my husband and me, we've always been the just get in the car and go kind of people. So we'll figure it out when we get there. Um, that doesn't work for everybody, as we found. Right. Some people say, you know, this is kind of hard to travel with. So what are our options? So um, I started really looking into different things as he got older. He's nine now. So he's getting harder to pick up and just throw in the car and say, let's just go. So now it's like, okay, where can we take the wheelchair? What are our options for beach wheelchairs? What is the option for this and that? And I started realizing that some of my friends who have children in wheelchairs don't travel at all or don't go out to eat because they're just not sure how accessible a place is. So when it comes to that kind of travel, I imagine the more remote places are kind of off the, the radar, but there are you know, metropolitan big cities and like things like that have more opportunities for disabled folks. But can you tell me what beach is a good beach to go to? Because clearly you said beach wheelchair. So there are beaches out there that have basically a culture that can help people with special needs. Yeah, actually Stewart Beach in Galveston has free beach wheelchairs. Um, You do have to get there kind of early to get, you know, your, like we get there at 9 o'clock, but they're free to use. And they're just hanging out. Yes. Yeah, there's not even like a 25% deposit. Exactly. And they also have... I didn't even realize uh, those that's Aldi. Were, I didn't even know that's what those were. Yeah. <laughs> that makes complete sense now because I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. You yeah, know, don't like... Go, don't go steal If you didn't bring your chair, you get a, But now I understand. Well, they're actually better than your regular wheelchair because they can go out in the water and they can yeah. float. So you can actually, like, my son feels like he's swimming with his family. That's really cool. I have to just stay in the shallow part and sit here and, you know, kick my feet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But the other cool thing is with Galveston is they also have a separate section where you can actually pull right up on the beach. And you can unload, like, your wheelchair, the beach wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to, you know, worry about walking and saying, okay, I got to lug my family. Yeah. Because we have two girls also. So so Galveston. a family of five. That's close. Yeah. Now, Heidi, so obviously you're domestic. Now, do you do international travel, too? I do, actually. Um, the Caribbean is an amazing place to take somebody with special needs. Sandals and beaches, they actually personally have... Oh, slow down. Sandals? Yes. Is that a place, or are we talking about sh- shoes? 
Oh, Sandals is actually a luxury five-star resort. Okay. Yeah, that's where the fire fest they, well, they kind you, of you, you borrowed said a little sand, sandals. You resort. said sandals and beaches. Like, well, duh. Like, you wear sandals and be what? <laughs> no, fire fest. When they got kicked off the first island, they try to go to sandals because it was like Pablo Escobar's island, and, and the owner said, "Do not say it's Pablo Escobar's former island." So the first thing they did is say, "Yeah, it's on Pablo Escobar's <laughs> former island." So they got booted off. They had to find another island quick, and there's a little sandals resort that they said, "Okay, we're gonna just." Throw it over, there, over there. Hopefully no one notices. So there's a sandals where? So they have them in Jamaica, Bahamas. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Granada, St. Lucia. They have uh, quite a few, St. Lucia. Um, so what you can do is you can pick your resort, and then I actually have the accessibility to each resort. So how accessible are the restaurants? How many wheelchairs do they have? How many beach wheelchairs do they have? And they give all those out to their people for free. And most people think when they hear sandals, they're like, oh, it's five-star luxury. It's expensive. But it's really not. Once you start comparing well, it to other resorts, do you think that for like resorts and things like that, like I, like for example, I imagine Disney World has actually a process and availability of like to help special needs in a sense of for the experience because Disney's yes. always about the experience of the park. And I mean, I think if I was you know a manager over there, like we gotta do something about folks who need to use wheelchairs, special need, like anything like that, because. I mean, I, but most people don't know that's available, probably. They don't have a phone number. They don't know who to call. Right. So you help connect all that. Yes. I've actually been to Disney World with my son. Okay. They are absolutely amazing. They are so accessible. Um, they also have different transportation vehicles. So their resorts have the accessible rooms. They have it for autism, Down syndrome. So it's not just wheelchairs, you know, when I talk do about they, accessibility. Do you, when it comes to this kind of stuff, though, is there any type of line drawn to where, like, like, for example, for your son, do they offer, like, rides that are able, that you're capable of transferring him onto or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, more detail. I'm talking about detail. Like, how far down their little uh, rabbit hole do they go and, like, provide a service to you? Well, I mean, it's, of course, it's going to be different wherever you go. Yeah. So that's why you call me. Yeah, that's what I'm looking, saying. <laughs> yeah, for the options. But Disney does have, like, a transportation bus with a wheelchair lift where, like, the lift comes down. Um, two of my friends that went have the two boys in wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. They were actually showing me all the pictures of the transportation services. We actually lived in Florida, so we used to go to Disney. Oh, so you know what's up. So we didn't have to worry as much about transportation because we had it ourselves. Thanks for rubbing our nose in it. (laughs) I've been once in my life. Thanks a lot. We only lived there for six months, and then we came back to Texas. So right after we got married, we say six-month honeymoon. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. There you go. My wife owes me a honeymoon. We're going to Disney World. Back out, honey. We're going to Disney World. The goal is to stay in the park. They won't find us. We have to hide. Right. Yes. And so, Heidi, you point out, now we are talking to Heidi Smith with NHS Voyages, and this is, uh, uh, she specializes in in tours and and vacations and travel for those with special needs. And you you mentioned it goes beyond just wheelchairs, even down to having a, a sensory friendly experience for those on the autism spectrum because so i like deaf folks too and blind folks yes and yeah and one yeah. that would just have that need uh, so how long have you been in, in this gig again uh actually i've only been doing it since november so it's been a passion of mine for mm-hmm. about two years now and i finally just quit my high-paying job and said you know what this is my passion i'm just gonna do it well think about all the experience you've gone through well and and that's where i was going with that as as the mother of someone who has special needs i'm sure you know it's like you know sergeants run the army the best because they've been there same thing with this you'd be well suited to know what a parent would have to go through or someone with special needs or a loved one of someone with special needs. Have you, even from November on or the years leading up to this, have you noticed that there may be a trend that more and more people are becoming more 
special needs friendly with with their destinations? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you can see it all over the news nowadays, you know, people talking about kids with special needs and ways to make things more accessible. My friends that have the two boys in wheelchairs, they were actually on Fixer Upper uh, TV Hmm. show, and Tim Tebow actually built them a fully accessible house. Now they run a nonprofit where they're trying to give back and make things more accessible in the world. And I'm actually working with NHS Voyages. Catherine Bates is actually the owner. And we're working on trying to make the world even more Not accessible. Not the Kathy Bates. Not the oh, Kathy Bates. Oh, okay. From misery. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, because the one thing that I I never really was aware of, like the keywords, the, the signals and things, and it comes down to looking for a place for special needs uh, accessibility because – that's always been something where you that argument, uh, you know, the, the the bathroom. Who can use that bathroom stall? And there's a funny Larry David moment in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, Seinfeld did it decades yeah. ago. And, uh, and it's one of those things where I think it's now just becoming so normal where almost every bathroom is going to be built big enough. Like, it's not going to just be one special one. It's like everyone's going to be – it's going to be a big bathroom. Yes. So, ADA accessibility. Yeah. And with traveling, though, see, that's what kind of blows my mind. I don't even – I feel tired talking about traveling. And I can't imagine, you know, having having special needs or have a family with special needs, what that goes through. And what would you say is the like top three places that people can call you to book today that you would say we got a beach, you got sandals, and then what what are what are great places? Uh, so beaches is the other one. The difference between oh, so the sandals... beaches is a resort. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought we were just talking about the beach. So I was like, <laughs> all right, keep up. There. Every beach is accessible for. Well, the difference is the sandals is adults only, and beaches is for families. What do you mean adults only? Whoa, yes. whoa, whoa! <laughs> Wait, well, this is not East of Eden. What do you mean adult? Is it really like is it on their thing where it's like only adults? Some are only couples, so you can't yeah. go there if you're single. What? No. <laughs> That's creepy. No. It, I, it's for people who want to get away from having children. Right. Like, I have a lot of married couples who yeah. are like, I want to get away from my kids. I, I love, don't even want to see a kid. I love my kids and I love my grandkids, but if the wife but and I go on vacation. Thing, the couple thing is weird to me. No. Is that because you just don't want to be hit on? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. When I go to the beach, you people talk to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm Until like, you I'll, get I'll away just, from my wife. Yeah. Why are you so far out in the water? Because I'm trying to get away from all these people talking to me. Uh, so, so I was kind of teasing this earlier. So I just started binge watching a show with my wife that I saw back when it first came. Wait, 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 wait. No, we're talking about Tremaine. beaches. I asked the three. Oh, things. the three. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, is there, besides you know the, the I don't like the sun. Okay. So the beach, so that's out. So, but you know I like to see historical things and I like to see old towns because I like or small towns. That's what I like. So, what would you recommend? In the, in the whole world, what's a cool town to visit that's very so accessible for the special needs folks? There's actually two. London, England is super yeah? accessible. Really? Most people don't know that, but they've actually been noticed for being a super accessible city. And then Mesa, Arizona is Mesa. the most autistic-friendly. Are you serious? Yes. Really? Well, you know, I never would have guessed well, that. Well, I was thinking, this is, uh, this is not another area, but like I was reading about this town in the Netherlands that helps folks with Alzheimer's. So, like the whole town is almost designed for folks with Alzheimer's because everyone working there is aware of the people who live there. Majority have Alzheimer's and they help and have, they have like a system. So is there a town, and like Carly, for example, she's blind, mm-hmm. and we always talk about towns that she likes because of what they have on the, for, for I would say, when I say normal folk, I mean people who live normal lives, but then they're not challenged, but then some cities go, you know, we want to, for everyone who's challenged, we're going to have something for them too. So like 
you know, if you push the cross street light that beeps at her, beeps faster for you, you need to get get out of the road, stuff like that. So what town, you said London's really good and Mesa, Arizona. And then locally, Austin and San Antonio are some really amazing places in Texas. I've heard about San Antonio. Don't go to San Antonio. Don't go go there. They have Morgan's Wonderland. It's the only fully accessible theme park in the world. Wait, wait. So... You mean like they can ride all the rides? Yes, the in wheelchairs. Man, that's so and cool. And they also have an accessible water park. So you what's can it get called? I don't Morgan's know. Wonderland. Morgan's Wonderland. Yes. And then they have uh, the water park they built last year. Or no, I'm sorry. It's been two years since they built the water park. That's wild. You can literally change out your wheelchair and get um, a power wheelchair for the water, or you can get a regular wheelchair for the water. And everything and is And that's a ride in itself. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. like That's cool. My kids love Morgan's Wonderland. Like when we pull up, we go every year, and they're like, we're at Morgan's Wonderland, but most people don't even know it exists. My uh, right? my niece has spinal bifida, and that's one of those transitions in a family where you have your normal day-to-day thing, and then you realize, oh, man, we have to change things. We have to change the way we're going to be going forward with family vacations. And it makes me – I was really, that's why I was kind of excited to have you in here because she's only one and a half, so she's not to that point where she's – uh, she's depend. She's still dependent on us, but she's a baby, so of course she's gonna be dependent on us. But eventually, she's gonna be wheelchair bound, and then you know, we're gonna have to figure that out. And so my parents have already got my brother, and they're doing the ramps and doing all that stuff. But it's it's it makes you think differently when it yes. comes to meeting, even like going out for coffee. Because that's one thing I really like these high curves, but I don't like these high curves out here. Because you know, older folks, people with disabilities, like when my dad, he has to go around. So mm-hmm. for him, you, you see this guy just walk. And you're like, you know, you can just. Oh, hell, I'm four months away from having to do that, too. Yeah. So, and it makes you think about it. So that's really cool that that's the service you offer. So if people are listening and want to go on vacation and they someone in their party or them themselves has dis- disabled or has special needs, like, wh- you just call you for any kind of need, too. That's what I like. So it's not just yeah. physically disabled. It's going to sound silly. And you do travel. Uh, I've been trying to figure out the, the phrasing of it. Just everyday travel for mm-hmm. Bob and. Mary wanting to make uh, into way. Let's say I have so a like conference. A, yes. And I'm like, Heidi, my wife has a conference. We need to find a good place for me. Yeah, I do that too. And the cool thing is, is you're actually helping me promote special needs travel because you're helping me keep my doors open to that. So yeah. you're helping support what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of clients. You have a system that, too, probably. Yes. Yeah, because keywords are like, I don't know keywords when but you're making. you're always going to get asked those questions. Yeah. Um, you know, like, hey, is anybody traveling with a wheelchair, any kind of disability I need to know about so I can notify the airlines or I can notify the resort and I can let them know. Um, another great thing is cruises. Cruise lines have, like, done amazing things for people with special needs. Like, Royal Caribbean has been named the autism autistic-friendly cruise ship of the world. Like, they just, they cater to that. They have no, sensory toys. Explain that to me, because I, I do not have anyone in my family who has autism. So when it comes to those things, what, what's, what is different in this cruise from another cruise? What, to explain that to me. So most cruise lines have it now. Royal Caribbean just, like, set the bar for it, and okay. then most the other cruise lines followed in suit, because, you know, this isn't is something it, uncommon is it, anymore. Is it staff training? Is it, it what you're kind of leading to, or is it, like... Because I get the physical disability stuff. Mm-hmm. I get that because that they, that's like, hey, we, we have old, old wider door frames and stuff like that. But for, like, autistic and those kind of – is it just staff training and then they have somebody there that could help, like like the doctors and everyone on board know how to handle an autistic ch- child or person? 
Is that uh, how it works? Like, can you? A little bit, yes. Um, so the staff are specially trained for special needs nowadays because they know that there's going to be a lot of families traveling with that. But the other cool thing is they'll give you a phone or a pager. So let's say that your autistic child is in the daycare center mm-hmm. and you're out, you know, with your husband and you're kind of enjoying your life a little bit and you have a minute away Wishing from Wishing they child. went to sandals. We get it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let's say that... Uh, so with autistic children, they have sensory issues. So mm-hmm. like if the lights are too bright or the noise is too much, and if you're in a room with kids, you know, that's probably going to happen. So uh, you have that pager. So if the pager goes off, it's letting you know maybe there's something coming up. But then they also have sensory toys. Um, oh, okay. Most children with special needs need some kind of sensory-friendly mm-hmm. toy to kind of help them calm down. Um, so if they can't control that, they might page you, but they have ways to help control those situations, and they have special rooms, special trained staff. So that's really so, cool. Yeah. It's, okay. it's pretty awesome that you know you can go on vacation and actually have a little bit of help Assistance. and not have to worry. Yeah, because yes. I, th- I feel, I think a lot of people, because I know that's my uh, brother and sister at first when they had uh, Kaisley, that was a, the struggle. It was like they felt alone because of the, what happened to their child. Like, they don't know anybody who had spinal bifida. Yes. And it's just like, what do we do? But then eventually the internet came into play and groups beyond groups support and all this kind of stuff. They go to St. Louis for surgeries and it's like this whole thing that just changed. And, and it's out there because... Well, as listener Jay pointed out, he said this is a great service and absolutely needed. <clears throat> and rightfully so. When, um, you know, like decades ago, 30-something years ago, I used to uh, be a counselor for MDA summer camp. So every summer would be Jerry's kids, mm-hmm. and you get a camper. And so many of these kids, literally, the only time out of the year that where they left their room for, was this week long camp. And it's easy to kind of like blame the parents, going, "How how can you not let your kid get up?" And then realizing these parents are probably the first time in the year that they're able to actually get out too, take a bath, you know, with you know, a relaxing without okay. having to worry yeah. about so and so. So so, but. I have a feeling that from 30 years ago to now, that's really to, to show that you're not alone, not only for the person who has the special needs, but their family, their caretakers. Exactly. That this is travel that helps everybody. Exactly. And the other cool thing um, is also help find equipment. Like I know you said, uh, is it your sister that has spinal bifida? Niece. Oh, my niece. niece. Okay. My niece. So uh, let's say that when she gets older, she might need special bedding. Um, yep. They actually have Hoyer lifts. Yeah. So I actually work with the company that supplies that on the cruise line. So you don't have to worry about bringing all your own equipment. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. If yeah, you don't want to cool. bring your wheelchair, if you yeah, don't well, want to bring I, your oxygen They live tank, out in Liberty, that. and they're, they live on 22 acres, and I found this tank wheelchair that has those the, the tracks. I was like, that's what we're going to have to get her. You know, oh, like an M1 Abrams? Yeah, it's really cool. And it's uh, and they, you can even put your gun on it. <laughs> nice. It's, it's meant for folks who are disabled to go hunting. But uh, that's awesome. And I was like, you know what? That looks like you just put some pink on it. So you're good. <laughs> so okay. I got to get back to the, uh, the TV show I was talking about. So I started watching Lost again. Remember that TV show? Mm. About the, the crash on the island and then the island's got like magical properties. I, I mean, I might have seen it. Okay, that. well, there, there's a twist in an episode where this guy who's like this total... Oh, I remember this ba- twist. You know, bad dude. He's got the knives and he's the hunter and everything. But you find out his backstory is that he was... Uh, you know, he, he was handicapped. He was Par- in a wheelchair. Paraplegic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the island kind of gave him the use of his legs back. But in his backstory, the reason why he was on the airplane is he went down to Australia to do a walkabout. And, there, of course, he shows up. They're like, well, you can't go on this because 
you know, you're in a wheelchair, wheelchair. and he's, you can't tell me what to do. One of those big things. So I'm wondering for something like that, for like a, for a, a journey, a sojourn, a a walkabout type thing. Are are those things available now? Yeah. I actually work with quite a few clients on different types of shore excursions. Uh Um, Sometimes, you know, maybe you're going traveling with your family and there's 50 of you. So not only are you trying to figure out what's accessible, (laughs) but what can I do? Because maybe you have somebody traveling that's 75 years old and they have a walker and their wife has a wheelchair. So it's like you have to find the right excursion. So most excursions nowadays, they will tell me, this is wheelchair accessible. This is not. You or, have to be physically fit. Or like the rascal they tours. Spell it out. The rascal tours? Yeah. The little, you know the rascals? I know the or, little rascals, but that's not. No, aren't generation. they called rascals? Like I don't the, know. The, the moped thingies? Razors? No, I'm talking about like, like it's like the whatever you know what I'm talking about. You're they talking always, about like the motorized scooters. The motorized scooters for like they always do the commercial. It's like, oh, you're having a hard time walking around. You know, oh, you might like be, it's in the you might be eligible. Like, get uh, you those might, little you know, things like that. Your Medicaid might pay, or Medicare, whatever it is, might be able to pay for. Are they call rascals. I thought they call rascals. I, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I could see that being a tour. They have I, I help tours. rent those out actually. So, like, yeah. if you go on a cruise and you want to take one on your excursion, Man. I can help you get your scooter so well, you can drive around the cruise ship and then. Do you like being excursion. challenged though, in a sense of like, like you said, I, I want to go. What's the like, most? I want to go on an excursion. And you probably do your best to accommodate, but you know there's always limitations to everybody, especially sure. special needs people. Know there's limitations, so it's like, but it, you can do customized stuff. Yes. Like well, say I like I go man, I really want to climb the Eiffel Tower, not climb it, like go up the Eiffel Tower, and well, you get in the elevator and you go. Well, up the saying, Eiffel Tower. Well, I mean, okay, sorry, bad example. Uh, <laughs> you want to climb Mount Fuji? <laughs> where okay, Which I where is that place? It, where I, never mind. I'm not gonna think about it anymore. Mount Pompeii is that Pompeii? You can go visit that place, right? Where all the ash people are. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Dick. That's that's where the ash people. Well, I know it's like a historic thing. People it's go historic. check out. But yes. you have to climb up it, right? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Like yes. it's not just like. Was it 9/11? What about the Aztec a... ruins? How about there? There's an example. There you go. So. I mean, so but, I work with the different vendors, and what I do is I get a hold of them to see what the accessible options are. It's yes, like, I'm saying if you the want to go to LA yeah. and see the Hollywood sign, you can in a wheelchair, but you can't climb all the way up and take mm-hmm. your picture next to it. But they have you get that tank wheelchair. Yeah, that's true. You get the tank. I'm wheelchair. telling you, the thing is nuts. <laughs> that thing is nuts. <laughs> and they are redesigning <laughs> wheelchairs nowadays because they're seeing there's so much more of a need for it. Oh, I yeah. actually go to there's an abilities expo every year in Houston. Um, and the cool thing about that place is, is they show you new tech that's out for disabilities. They have like different resources you can get. I mean, it's it's an amazing expo, and you just go there and you you learn about what's new, what's out. They had, like, robotic arms for people who have, like, prosthetic yeah. arms to help you learn how to cook. So you can, like, you know, That's robotically, too. like, control them with That's your computer. Awesome. And, so, like, a villain yeah. in, a, in a movie? Like, you're going to have I know. <laughs> knife arms? It's, like, superhero stuff going yeah. on over here, you That's know? That's cool, though. I mean, because it really is, like I said, like with my niece, we started researching uh, wheelchairs and seeing, especially with the, like she's going to have a colonoscopy bag. Yeah. And that's, just, I mean, that's the thing. That's not just, you know, certain bathroom. It's kind of strange. It's, it makes you think about the way we are as a society, how we build our structure. Mm-hmm. And is it really, is it really there to help everybody? And uh, it's really cool what you do. I like it. I love it. And uh, I did want to get back because you had asked me a little bit about deaf and blind. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit. Of, I do work with that as well. So um, a lot of people don't know that 
A lot of hotels and cruise ships have hearing accessible rooms, and you probably don't know. These little buttons to tell you what it is and stuff like that, right? And it has a braille all over the place. And then what else? Well, that's for the deaf. Oh, what am I saying? Oh, you're talking about blind. Yeah. What braille? (laughs) Let the lady talk. So tell us about this room here. So uh, if you if you are deaf and you can't actually you were right you were talking about the blind I was talking about the deaf I'm sorry we're getting our stories backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm Team Heidi. So, so we're deaf. We yes. So if you are deaf and you have hearing accessible needs, um, like let's say you're in your room and your like brother or sister is in the door next to you mm-hmm. and they're trying to ring your doorbell because they're trying to tell you, hey, we just found out like there's a cool game show on oh. a cruise ship. It will actually, like, there's a light in there that blinks to let you know the doorbell's cool. ringing. There's a light that on the phone that lights up to let you know, hey, the phone's ringing. So there's different variations of that in the hotels and cruise ships now. And then for the deaf, uh, they have that. And then for the blind, they do have the Braille accessibility. Um, they'll usually have the room set up a little bit different to make it easier to get around. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you guys ever stayed in a room where it's really compacted? Oh, yeah. If you think about that for somebody that's blind, that's going to be hard to get around because you're probably going to be a fall risk. So we look for all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for special needs voyages. So what's high, like high, your your packages are like insanely highly customized. Yes. And I would presume like no two or a lot. How can people call you and contact you? Yeah. Uh, so my phone number is 936-207-0838. That's my cell. And the really cool thing is, and most people, because when you say it's it's highly customized, a lot of people are like, I wonder how much that costs. That's a big question mm-hmm. I get all the time. It doesn't cost anything. For people to use me. And the way that that happens is my commissions, I work with these vendors, so they actually pay me out of what. Oh, wow. So, like, if you go online to Travelocity, Travelocity is getting a cut of whatever you're booking. So, I essentially am getting that same cut. So, you can go online and find the same prices that you're going to get with me, but I'm getting the commission and I'm your advocate. So, when you call me, text me, you know, you don't have that 1 800 number. You don't have to, you know, do 10 to 20 hours of research trying to figure out what am I going to do on this trip. You just call me and I handle it for you. And this is not a cookie cutter paycheck job for you. Obviously, you have heart in this. You've got skin in the game for this one. Well, let me ask you, you say your son is cerebral palsy, correct? Yes. So what does he like to do? Oh, my gosh. Tell, talk about, y'all's tri- <laughs> yeah, tell me about the trips y'all been on. Well, last year we actually took a road trip. Uh, we actually rented an RV, okay. which was kind of fun. Like a big one? Or like a drivable one for a normal person. Well, I worked for an RV dealership at that time, so okay. I got a special deal on nice. like a used one. This woman's connected, yeah. Dick. We're going to have to take her out for coffee <laughs> later and see what we can, how we can benefit see from this. See what you can squeeze out of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I used to go on trips with my father, RV trips, and he's had several RVs, and he had one of those uh, flat-nosed ones. VW van? No, like the big one, like a big, and I hated driving it. I was like, I don't I feel like I'm going to kill somebody. with. Like, I wouldn't even know. Like, you won't even know you hit somebody because you're so big. And so finally he went down to a sprinter class, which I really enjoyed. But, you enjoyed uh, that? Well, I can actually drive. I feel like I'm driving it. I'm not. Yeah, ours was more like a box van, so okay. it was pretty easy to drive. Oh, we cool. didn't have, like, the big motor coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, so when we went, we went to New Orleans. So we got to see a little bit of that. New Orleans is actually pretty accessible. Um, okay. And then we went to Talladega, and we actually what? took a tour of the racetrack. They have a van that actually has a handicap access- accessible spot for the wheelchair, so our son like got to go around the racetrack Dude. on the van. Yeah, it was. I mean, That's it was. Cool. They actually have a huge museum that is completely wheelchair accessible, and um, we got pictures by like all these different like NASCAR. Did you see a race? Did you see the race, or no. you just visited? Yeah, it wasn't race time uh, okay. when we went, so we were be just. Nuts. Yeah, I was like, we're going that way. We were actually headed to Nashville, so it was like we were making stops along the way. 
Um, and Nashville was amazing. We went to the, uh, we didn't go to the Grand Ole Opry. We went to the Ryman because mm -hmm. we found out the Ryman was like the original theater and we're kind of. Yeah, the Grand Ole Opry is not, it sucks. So I get you. So our son got to see a concert for the first time. Oh, wow. Who did he see? Uh, Chris Young. Okay. So super accommodating, mm -hmm. the Ryman was. I mean, they they had a spot for us for the wheelchair. And like I said, we're a family of five. So most wheelchair seating is only set up for like one, one person another. and their companion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, the you know, I called ahead and I was like, hey, there's a family of five. Like we have three kids total. You know, we can't separate. Like we want to enjoy things together as a family. So they uh, they actually just set up folding chairs for us at the That's top. That's nice. So he got to see his first concert. We took him to Margaritaville. Um, we went two step, and he has a power wheelchair, so he's like doing donuts, you know, in, like <laughs> these two step That's places. Um, so you know, there's a ton of places out there that are really accessible. I just I don't think most people know. And my thing is, tell me where you want to go, and let's find out the options. Yeah, that's what I, I think. That's where your specialty really lies, because you don't want to people who are going to call you don't feel restricted. Like you have to go to Sandals now. Yeah. It's like no, no, you, she works. You're on just honing in on sandals now. Well, it weirds me out. They, they, they have <laughs> options like that, so I don't know. It's just different. It's just different. I'm not. I get scared when things are different. Come don't on. you have a, like a couples only bowling night at 300? No, you don't have. Because in the old, you know, roller rink days, I thought it was couples, couples only, but it's just doubles. Don't judge, Dick. <laughs> so we got we got you know our money taken from us real quickly for that. I thought it was, I thought it was couples. I'm like, yeah, everyone can't be that good, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a bad. Day. Always got an upper bowling game, man. <laughs> but that's fun. I think that's that's wonderful. And uh, again, give out your contact information, Heidi. Again, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Uh, so my cell phone number is nine three six two zero seven zero eight three eight. You can also like my Facebook page is NHS Voyages for Special Needs. Uh, you can always go to my homepage NHS Voyages LLC. Miss um, Catherine, you know, you can always tell her, hey, I'm trying to reach out to Heidi. So either way, you need to get a hold of me. Just give them my name and. They'll get right to me. Okay, wonderful. There you go. Well, thank awesome. you so much for coming yeah. in. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been awesome. Well, we're going to take a break real quick and say goodbye to Heidi. All of her information is available on the description, on her Facebook feed, podcast, and all that good stuff. So, folks, if you uh, did miss Heidi, you can always just check out the recordings and all that kind of stuff we're going to post on Dick and Skippy. We'll be right back with Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of Roller Derby. 
The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Hey, y'all. It's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12 and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. 
Will you help defend the orphan? Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, 1040 on the dot on a Friday afternoon, 47 degrees outside and beautiful, beautiful weather outside. I'm a beautiful person on the inside, uh, Heidi Smith from NHS Travel LLC. And, of course, she specializes in travel and vacation packages for those with special needs and their loved ones. I think it was really cool. Great conversation. We took an extended commercial break because we just couldn't stop talking to her. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff there. And on top of that, my son who's like a totally, you know, self-made man. Uh, he, so proud. I am so, so proud, proud. So proud. Slightly jealous. He but never calls proud. those. He never calls. Well, no, he called the other day because they're only like two weeks away from their big cruise. They're going, the whole oh, family's cool. going on a cruise. Is it carnivore virus? Is that what's called? Is it carnivore? <laughs> what's it called? Carnivore cruises. Oh, no, what is it called? What's that virus in China called? That's here. Coronavirus. Corona. Is it really Corona? Yes. Okay. It has nothing to do with what, what, Dos Did it have a V in it? Yeah, virus. Coronavirus. Oh, well, I'm the word. Okay, you're, so you're, you're just picking on me. Got him. Um, <laughs> Dude, you asked. But true. anyhow, so yeah, they're going on. Everyone's going on a, on a cruise Corona. but me. Corona. Let's see. Like, oh. like the beer. Yeah, like the beer. But it's not spelt the same. Well, yeah, it's spelt the same. But, you know, Corona does not, is not just the name of a beer. A Corona is, you know, a, an outer ring. Oh yeah, Cornea. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, all working together. Yeah, Everything's connected. So. Probably it's from the shape of the virus or something. That's where it got its name. But yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with the beer, my friend. So they're they're getting on a cruise to escape it. No, n- well, I don't think you want to go on a that cruise a to escape uh, because you heard all, yeah, all these that other was people. A joke. But they're going on a Disney cruise. Ooh, man, that means you'd be like happy every day. Well, they got they got two young kids. Well, I know what I'm saying, <laughs> but you have like an energy. No, Disney cruise is apparently really good for. Kids, you go hang out with Mickey and Minnie for the day. Oh. Mommy and Daddy are going to get a Manny Petty. Okay. Now, see, I'm more of a, I think I do more of a Star Wars cruise than a, or Middle Earth cruise, you know, well, something like, like that. Your outfit, the, your, your travel bag will be huge because you got to wear outfits every day. This is right? true. Like, I know the Impractical Jokers did one, and that, that sounded like a lot of fun. Like, you know those guys on the yeah. TV show? Mm-hmm. They do stand-up, and so they there was a big stand-up thing. Like, there were a lot of different comedians on it. So to me, that sounds like a fun for me. But see, I'm not much of a beach guy. Never have been. Um, I'm more of a mountain guy. Don't look, look, you do, you don't I look don't have that beach yeah. guy look around me. 
so I would, if I took a cruise, I'd be more of one of those Alaska cruises, you know, the Arctic ones. Yeah. Where, uh, that's more my I bad. want to harpoon something. <laughs> I bet you do. That'd be cool. I wonder if As king of the ash people, you get to. Is there any, like, destruction cruises where you can blow up stuff? Hey, I invited people to my house to blow yeah. up my... I got to say, remember the driveway I day? That'd be cool. Remember the destroy my driveway day? That was so... I had so many friends what? show up and just beat the snot out of my driveway. Do you <laughs> it was think, great. Do you think there's folks out there who know when major cities are imploding buildings and stuff? Like, that's what they travel and go do? To, like, watch the building... Oh, I'm sure there are groupies, but uh, I bet there are a lot of film crews, too, because you'd want to, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to have just a compilation, you know, film compilation of buildings imploded? Then you can sell those off to, uh, you know, production companies like, oh, we need a building blowing up. Well, I happen to have the stock footage here for $10,000. I believe it. Yeah. Because I remember one of the Lethal Weapon movies, was it three or four? Three with a cat when they blew up the old uh, police station or whatever. It was like, I think it was. Yeah, in real life, they were going to implode once. So like, hey, we yeah, want to film this. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was a good, that was a good opening. I, it, I mean, that was a classic opening. Oh, Larry that's right. Because I think part four, that's where they had the, the guy in the metal, you know, like the, the super villain yeah. with the flamethrower. I think that was the fourth one. Oh, dear Lord. Fire it up. Huh. Yeah, that was a great, that was good too. He's wearing. He's like, take off your pants and cluck like a chicken. And he's, oh man. See now you're getting me thinking about it. It's a good. Uh, it's a good opening to a movie. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, why'd you make me do that? He's like, oh, I thought it'd be funny. Then just going back to the watch them in reverse order. Is that the fourth one? Yeah, I'm pretty it, sure it is. It was, it was so silly. It was just so filled with in jokes. Yeah, the first it, one was so serious. Yeah, the dude's got PTSD and a death wish yeah. from you know his days bullet. in Vietnam and his wife. This is the bull that take care of the job. Yeah, what job was that? In my life. Oh man, that's a great movie. There you go. So, what did you guys talk about on the ticket stub yesterday? Uh, Honey Boy and oh, Marriage Story, and then uh, the new Zombieland Double Tap. How's, how is that one? Uh, of those three, Zombieland Part 2 is the only one that tickles my fancy at all. I, mean, I saw it. It was fine. It was more of the same, so I didn't really try anything different. So Sometimes it's not necessarily bad, so so it was just basically a straightforward continuation. Yeah. It could have been like one like, long movie. There really wasn't any like challenge. or wasn't like a... Was Bill Murray in this one again? Uh, yeah. He is? Yeah, I think so at the end. Is it a zombie? I, think, I, think, I hope I'm not mistaken. No, they did some gag. Where like they go back when it first started, and he's doing the Garfield tour, and that's when like the zombies show up is why he's promoting Garfield. <laughs> I think that was the second one. I, 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 that, oh, no, it wasn't the first one. The, the first one is just they, they reference Garfield as he's dying. They're like, yeah. do you have any regrets? And he says Garfield. Garfield maybe. Yeah, so it might be it might be one of those post credits to the first one. I'm not really sure, but it was enjoyable. I I the zombie movies. The thing that's funny about when you make a movie that has such a serious undertone in the sense of you know, apocalyptic kind of setting. You either do sl- like funny stuff mm-hmm. where you know there's not really risk involved. Like, no one's re- like, if someone dies, it's not a big deal. It's not going to be the main character. There's no, like, if they go into this room, you don't know, you don't really feel like you're at risk of losing somebody. And, like, especially with that movie, there's four core characters. I was like, I really don't think any of these people are going to die. And probably not, but sometimes they will, what's called subverting expectations. Well, that's like a serious movie I get. But no, even in, the, in a funny one, you know, you no, can have that. This movie was way too, like, they were way too funny. It's not like Shaun of the Dead where they had some really well Because remember, moments. the other main character becomes yeah. a zombie. Well, and then they play on as a joke later. And, right. Uh, but, I mean, it's just kind of like, 
It's one of those things. And the marriage story, what's really funny is... Is that the one with Kylo Ren in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I watched it on Netflix, and what's funny is my Holly, my wife, wanted to watch it with me, and I go... Do you know what this movie's about? And now, she's like, well, it has it, it has Adam Driver in it. It's got a dissolution of a marriage, it's right? It's basically a marriage that was working, and then they decided to separate, but then it went downhill real fast. And it's not like it is too realistic. Okay. And I I, I was like, no, I'm not watching this with you. Like, I just make us because I can't watch. Well, I, I, if I watch that, I'd probably end up curled up in a and, ball, sucking my thumb. PTSD says it really well. It's like the who uh, the uh, Noah Bachman wrote it. He's done like Squid and the Whale, and then a couple other kind of Squidward. Yeah, that that movie. And uh, he's he wrote it to the point where he's like, you, you leave the movie. If you're a guy, you support the guy. If you're a girl, you support the girl because the arguments are so well written that you know you've been there having that same argument. And okay. it's like you take sides because you're like, no, you did say that. Well, she did say that. You know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to watch that movie with your wife or. If you want to watch a similar movie, but it's very dramatic. So if you like dramas and stuff, that's the only thing I can't really get into because you know it's coming, and I don't like. And I, Holly gets weird about me because I don't like watching people suffer, because I'm like I'd rather watch something funny. Like if I'm going to sit down and watch something, I'd rather watch that and then watch somebody who, you know, is going. You know, it's kind of like watching the Down and Out movies where they're just destroying their lives. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. There were two movies of that ilk, but I think they handled it really well. And I'm probably going to be laughed at for 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 quoting these movies. One was to to see a marriage that can go either way. It's on the rocks. Mm-hmm. It's got. Uh, it's called uh, the story of us with Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, and I think I've seen that. That's really that's an good. Older movie. Yeah, and it's really good about the whole. You see both sides. Yeah. and, and why? And in the ending, I admit, I sob like a little girl every time I watch the ending of that movie. They they put it to Mason Williams' classical guest. They have like this uh, montage of the good and bad times of their marriage, and then she realizes, you know, she didn't want to give all that up. It's, it's really good. But then, as a divorce, what movie is that? Huh? What movie was that? That's the story of us. Oh, okay, so I thought you were talking about your other movie. No, the other one, it's it's a movie about a lot of uh, several divorced dads on one of their weekends with the kids. You know, this is back in the 80s. Yeah. It's called Bye Bye Love. Yeah, I've heard of it. Matthew Modine, Paul yeah. Reiser, Rob Reiner. I mean, just this. That was like the early 90s, right? Or late 80s? Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because it's like, it covers all the tropes. You know, the child exchange takes place at McDonald's because back in the day, that's what yeah. we did. And again, you see the husbands and the ex-wives with all their foibles and faults, you know, there are no heroes and both really, really good movies that there's enough humor in there to where, yeah, you're, you're, you're gut punched emotionally, but it alleviates it. So I don't think I could watch the marriage story with Adam driver because it just sounds too, it's like, I, I couldn't watch it. What was that movie? Blood diamond. Did you ever see that? With Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. I had to turn it off halfway Jennifer through. Cause it was just, it was so relentlessly glum. Yeah. I, I couldn't well, like handle Schindler's it. List was the same way for me. Schindler's List, another I was classic like, example. Man, this, this, I get it. Now, Miracle Mile, I think, is one of the best films that deals with that. Have you? Did you ever? No. That was in the height of the Cold War, where we all just knew we were going to go up and, you know, with nuclear missile. Well, like, it will, and it, well, it's got Anthony Edwards in it. You know, Goose from yeah, Top yeah. Gun, and all he's got to do the, the the bombs are coming. Los Angeles is about to get nuked. And it's like a real-time movie. They've got He's got 70 minutes to literally go one mile. He's going to go pick up his girlfriend. There's a helicopter waiting for him on the roof of this building. And it's just like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Well, everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And this whole movie, I mean, it, it ends with everyone dying horribly. 
That's perfect. But you're laughing, even though it's serious, and it's not like a comedy, like, oh, we're going to die. But just the outrageousness of it and the inadvertent humor just makes it such a wonderful movie to, you know, you're, you're emotionally drained at the end because a bomb literally yeah. lands right on top of them. But and I felt that way at the end of the Rogue journey One. was great. Rogue One, if you've ever seen it, Star Wars, yeah. like when they did that ending, I was like, "Oh, this is where we're gonna go with it." I guess that's one way to but put. But you, a, you that's knew what, that's one way they're gonna put a period on this story. But All you right. knew they said many, you know, rebel spies died getting us this this, this stuff. Yeah, I was very British because yeah. I'm kind of used to in England TV series would usually end with people dying. Yeah, well, that's what I was hoping with Marriage Story because they hated each other so much. I'm like, when are they gonna hunt? When's the person, okay? What's the when's the person gonna go into it? And is hire there the, the last minute turnaround like the story of us where they no. decided to so they it, I, go their separate ways? You gotta watch it. It's like it's, it's well, I don't it's well watch acted. It. It, it, it it's if you're into the dramas, it's a cool drama. Like if you're into that kind of stuff, but I mean, like, I can only watch like off the year. You're gonna have to tell me how it ends because I'm so. not gonna I'm not gonna watch it. So. uh yeah. All right. Well, we're going to close down today's show. Good show. Um, we want to give a big shout out to all of our listeners who uh, tuned in today yeah. and, and, and so sounded off. On Monday, uh, we're actually recording this show uh, later this evening uh, with Will Warner, Rolling Smoke Barbecue, and we're going to be releasing it on Monday for our Monday's time slot. So if you have questions about barbecue, you guys send them now. because we'll Yeah, be between now and 5 o'clock this afternoon, yeah. if you have any barbecue-related questions. So there's Monday. And then Wednesday, we have Eric Yalik, who's running for county judge. Or no, county, yeah. County judge. Well, it's not four, county judge. It's a judge of the 457th So if you have court. any questions for him. A new judicial position that's just opened up. Okay. If so it's a new judge. Sitting. Questions for him. You know how to reach us. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, we have an open slot, I believe. Yeah. So if you're interested in being a guest, reach out to us. Uh, quick reminder, it is the 21st. Tomorrow is the 22nd, meaning the Go Texan Parade is happening in downtown Conroe. I'm staying indoors. Uh, you're welcome to sit in front of the studio, enjoy it. And it starts at 1 p.m. Bring your lawn chair, your foldable chair, or whatever. Uh, I do know if you come in early, you have there's parking spaces along the street. Uh, you can actually, they, I think they said you could park in them and do your tailgate thing right there. Nice. So if you want, like, up close and personal with the horse butt, it's possible. Just park your car, and you can uh, smell it. And so... Uh, <laughs> smell the horse butt. And then outside of that, that's pretty much it. I know... Uh, it's going to be a full weekend all around. So we got that. I've got some things to do tomorrow. Yeah. And well, we do want to say thank you to Heidi. Yeah, from big shout NHS out to Heidi. Voyages. If you... Are looking to book a vacation? You know, give her a contact. Her contact is available, and especially if your you or your party is special needs, uh, she is an expert about finding accommodations for you. And she does do, you know, yeah, I guess your typical uh, is, is the phrasing for it. You yeah, know, typical. We don't say normal. Is that like a is that type? Yeah, I, I would. I, what, I, I think what, it's it, what was the Larry David thing? It's like he goes, "I'm just," he goes, "I'm special, I'm disabled," and he's like, "I'm," I forgot the word is. If someone's seen that. Kirby enthusiasm where he uses the disabled restroom and the guy in the wheelchair gets mad at him because that's his restroom. Well, he and, also, then, and then later in the story, the they do the, the same wheel, thing in Seinfeld. The wheelchair guy uses the non-disabled restroom and he's like, "Oh, look at here! So you're using my restroom now." <laughs> and they call him something like I forgot what. Well, Larry David dipping in the same inkwell over and over because he did the same thing well, in yeah. Seinfeld. I mean, come on, you got to give it like ten years later, you can do it again. Yeah, you know, it works in um, you know Police Academy where they do the same joke over and over over the movies. But Larry David's better than that. Yeah. Well, we're going to get get out of here, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, again, you can always reach out to us. Call us at any time. Text us 936-228-9368. Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. 
And uh, yeah, we'll see you, I guess, for you on Monday with uh, Will Warner of Rolling Smoke Barbecue Catering here in Montgomery County. There you go.